Welcome, friend. I hope you're well. You're listening to the Mr. X Dreams podcast, where I regale you with stories of all things paranormal. Now, whether these stories come from my listeners, my own personal and family experience, or fictional stories from my own imagination, all stories you'll hear here are written and performed by yours truly. Make sure you follow this podcast for countless journeys to come. If you're listening on a rating-supported platform, like Apple iTunes, a five-star review would be very much appreciated. If you have a scary story of your own, reach out at mr.xdreams54 at gmail.com. That's mr.xdreams54 at gmail.com. And share your story with me. You might even hear it on a future episode. Now, sit back, relax, and spend a moment or two here in my world. I'm Mr. X, and welcome to my dreams. This episode is a part of a series of my older recordings I did for the Mr. X Dreams YouTube channel. If you're listening to the podcast version, please excuse references to YouTube and subscribers and things like that. Consider it a relic of the past. If you're the type to prefer visuals along with your stories, I usually put artwork and motion graphics to go along with the experience. You can find those videos over at YouTube.com by searching Mr. X Dreams. We'll talk again soon. Greetings, friends. Mr. X Dreams here. Before I start today's video, I just wanted to say that my heart is broken for those poor souls affected by yet another massive shooting in America just the other day. Even more unfortunate is the fact that by the time you hear this, you may not even be sure which one I'm talking about. In times like these, don't just offer prayers and condolences. Remind yourself of what you can do every day to stay as safe as possible. Remember that if you see warning signs of danger, do the best you can to alert the proper authorities so that as many lives as possible can be saved. Always make sure you're aware of what's going on around you, and try not to ever walk into a room you don't know your way out of. Don't give cowards or fools the opportunity they need to hurt you or the people around you. It can't always be helped, but you may be surprised at what you see and hear once you're paying attention. Of course, I'm not saying this to knock anyone who's been victimized or hurt before. These are just good rules to live by, and I wanted to give you a reminder of that. Stay frosty. Stay safe, my dear friends. Now, on to the video. The country of Haiti is home to many legends and myths. It's a place where you typically don't go unless you know the land and the laws by which you must abide in order to survive there. Many of those laws are written. However, some are not so easily learned. I was searching through my archives for a story to release today, and I stumbled upon some notes I took a couple of years ago during the very early days of my channel. I sat down with an 83-year-old woman from Haiti. Some of you may have heard my old stories on the life of my friend Rick, an elderly Haitian man I've known for many years. He told me the story of his life, and later the life of his son, being saved by a ghostly white dog. He also recounted the story of his mother being taken, transformed into a zombie, for the nefarious purposes of some obscure landowner in the back country of his native land. Every year, Rick and his wife get paid a visit from a childhood friend, whom I'll refer to as Lily. Lily lives in a simple, rural village in Haiti, 
but comes to Florida for a few months out of the year just to get away from it all, I guess. One day, I stopped by their house to pay her a visit, and we got to talking about some of the more bizarre things the group of old souls had either heard of or personally encountered in their decades of living in one of the hardest places in this hemisphere. As you probably know, there have long been whispers, tales of zombies roaming the lands of Haiti. If you speak to someone who knows, they will tell you where you're most likely to find them, in the fields of relatively rich men. The practice of creating zombies in reality is, in my opinion, much darker, sadder than what you would find in the movies. Lily told me the story of a young man in her town who passed away unexpectedly one day. His family mourned his loss as they laid his body to rest. Two years later, he was found wandering the streets of his home village, appearing to be searching for something. A blank, dead look had been etched into his now dull and sun-baked face. People asked him, What are you doing here? Where are you going? You're supposed to be a dead man. The young man groaned. I had a cow. Where is it? Where am I? The villagers heard through word of mouth that two people from other towns, dead people, were seen meandering the streets as well, seeming to have been drawn there like moths to a flame. It was later discovered that the zombies were all under the employ of a farmer. He had been using them to work his fields, but one day he died, and many of the zombies wandered off, some eventually making their way back to their family homes. It is said that when someone is turned into a zombie, they can hear the wailing and crying of their loved ones as they lie there in their casket, at their own funeral, unable to move. They cannot see or speak. They hear the thunk of every shovel full of soil thrown down into their grave as they get buried, not quite alive, but not truly dead. The longer they stay in that state of in-between, the more their memory and brain functions diminish. That erosion of the mind becomes more permanent as time goes on, if the reviving ritual is not done soon enough. The process often results in a shambling husk not unlike the classic zombie of modern fiction. That's why, ever since I learned about this, I've always considered it as being one of the saddest fates a human being could possibly undergo, being a shell of one's former self. Lily's tales got more haunting and bizarre as the evening went on. She told of a white man who owned a shipping company in a large industrial district in southern Haiti. Trucks full of limes, citronella, and other produce came in and out every day. The man also had a factory where the items were boiled down to make essential oils for shipping to France for the production of perfume. The man's factory was located on a large plot of land which had open fields. The fields were grassy but riddled with empty patches. Upon closer inspection, you could see that the empty parts were actually covered by boards of brittle old wood. There had been reports of people walking through the fields on their way to or from work, who had actually been seen falling through the boards and into deep holes below. Those people would vanish for good. The man's company truck was a normal sight to see trekking over the hazardous roads during the day, but at night, seeing that vehicle was a very different experience. The man would drive his truck, screaming across the dark roads with no lights on. The black mass of metal careened through the narrow dirt roads at concerning speeds, at all hours of the night. Rumors were that the man would hang out of his window when he saw someone walking along the road at night. He would swing a lasso that was supposedly made of human intestines, and ensnare anyone unfortunate enough to find themselves within his reach. 
the unlucky soul would never be seen again. Even the man's employees, people who worked for him, simply because he was the only major employer for miles, were known to occasionally disappear without a trace. The man eventually gained a reputation for being a vampire. The locals believed he was capturing people and feeding on them. Rick chimed in with another story, one which both he and Lily were familiar with. There was a man named Leona in Lily's village who was known for his great strength. Leona was also known for selling a special soup dish out of his home, which was, so he said, made with the reproductive organs of bulls. A legend grew about Leona that told of a magical item in his pot that kept people coming back to buy soup from him. Even after reports circulated saying that tiny human fingers and toes had been found in the soup, people inexplicably kept on coming. One day, a father in the village whose children had gone missing went to a voodoo parish, asking the priest to divine who may have taken his children. To his surprise, the priest told him that his children were taken by Leona, the soup maker. The voodoo man knew of Leona's strength and fighting ability, so he gave the grieving father a strong warning. You won't be able to take him on your own. If you want to destroy him, I will tell you what to do. Find out where he goes to relieve himself, then take a sample of his stool, place a smear of it on the door of his home, and bring the rest back to me. The father spent his days trailing Leona, following him deep into the woods every day until he finally had his chance. He waited until nightfall and did what the priest told him to do. The next morning, Leona saw the excrement staining his door and became irate, roaming the streets and loudly demanding to know who had vandalized his home. Being familiar with the practice of voodoo, he tried using the same material to craft a potion of his own, but as soon as he completed it, he dropped dead, not knowing that magic was formed against him. Rick had one more story to share with me. He relayed one told to him by a man named Ivan, an old friend of his. Ivan said that late one night, he was standing with a group of friends on a street corner when a young woman approached them. She was holding a large basket made of dried palm leaves woven together. She had a very kind and pleasant demeanor about her, and politely requested that the boys leave the area. Ivan, knowing better than to question something so strange, excused himself and agreed to leave right away. He kept his eye on his friends as he walked away slowly. He could hear them badgering the young woman, asking her why she wanted them to leave, as she bent down to remove several oddly shaped, dark objects from the basket and began setting them out on the ground around her. Ivan couldn't make out what the items were, but he could hear her ominous voice as she said to the boys, If you don't want to leave, that's fine. He looked back and cringed when one of the boys kicked the woman's basket. She calmly continued her mysterious business without a single word, or even so much as an angry look. No one ever figured out what she was doing there, but every month after that, one of the boys died. One of them left the country to live in the U.S. He spent many years in Miami, Florida, but eventually came back to visit his family in Haiti. He died suddenly only a couple of days into his visit. The only one still living out of the boys that were there that night was Ivan. To this day, he credits his survival to the instinct that told him to obey the young lady's request. He had seen strange things before, and had developed a policy of just walking away when something like that would happen. 
Those were the last of the stories I heard from Rick and Lily, but I know they have a thousand more. It's as if monsters and magic are as real there as death and taxes. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed these stories and found them as interesting as I did. I also hope you like this rather unusual format. I've been experimenting with different types of stories and formats lately. It keeps things fresh and interesting for me, and hopefully for you as well. I like doing things a bit differently, so that when you come to my channel you know you're hearing something you haven't heard before. I will say that this is basically the third set of stories I have coming out of Haiti, and it's pretty much the last of what I've gathered from the old folks I know that grew up there. I tell you, if you ever have the chance to sit down and talk with an elderly person, especially one who comes from a country or a culture that you're not entirely familiar with, there's almost always going to be something that you can learn from them, and maybe every so often they'll have a creepy story or two to share, just like Rick and Lily. If you know any people familiar with Haiti or the legends therein, share this video with them and let me know what they have to say. I think I've said more than enough about the devastatingly sad fate of zombification, being taken away from your family before your time. If you haven't seen my old video about Rick's mother being turned, I'll leave a link in the description box below so you can check it out. Oddly enough, I find zombies, as depicted in the Haitian voodoo tradition, to be by far among the most plausible legends to come from that country. I found the story of the white man, the, uh, industrialist who was believed to be a vampire to be very interesting because I could imagine someone who was different in so many ways the color of his skin the mannerisms and culture that he comes from I assume he came from France not to mention his different status as a rich business owner and owning factories and large plots of land and things like that the fact that he's rumored to be a vampire I found that very interesting. For someone being so different, it would follow that any odd behavior or happenings surrounding him or his presence there on the island could easily be interpreted through a lens of superstition. However, I do wonder if the disappearances associated with him really happened. We might actually have been dealing with a real monster back there, be it supernatural or otherwise. And finally, the... Uh, the story of Leona, the strong man, who was sort of on the more bizarre side, I, I realize. You know, not a lot of the stories that you probably hear involve bull testicle soup with possibly human flesh incorporated in there, and human fecal matter spread on doors and used in the making of potions. There were a lot of um, there are a lot of unique items in that in that story. I really hope that the soup that Leona was making and selling, and that people were eating, it's a very disturbing thought to imagine that people were eating soup that potentially had the remains of missing children from who knows where. And that happens to be something that, supernatural or not, would certainly have to be the work of a monster. And lastly, the, the young lady with the basket, who appeared to somehow be the cause of the death of all those boys. I wonder if she was so nice and so polite with them, why she chose not to explain the urgency of those boys not being there and 
the consequences of, of death that they would face for ignoring her request. She must not have really been quite as nice and uh, polite as she initially appeared to be. If you have any idea what she might have been doing, if you're aware of, of any kind of voodoo rituals or other related witchcraft that would explain that scenario and what happened, where the connection is between her carrying a basket of, of unusual items, asking people to leave the area in the middle of the night in a street corner, placing them out on the street, and then anyone who didn't listen to her just dying randomly over the years. Well, really, over the several months after that, it almost seems like they were cursed because of her, and perhaps that that curse was related to the land of Haiti itself. The boys that died one by one, getting picked off, they were in Haiti, and then the one that left, for years even, died as soon as he returned to the land of Haiti. So I really uh, wonder what that could have been. If you have any idea, let me know. So... In other news, I wanted to keep my recent slight surge in new viewers going and get something out to you guys, even though I didn't have too much time to spare this week. By the way, if you're new to my channel, I think I've got something close to 200 new subscribers since last weekend when I released my previous video, and uh, for me, that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big bump. If you're new here, I'm glad to have you. Welcome. I've recently actually been taking acting classes. If you didn't know, I've moved on from the voice acting coaching sessions into a full-blown on-camera acting and scene studies at a small acting school I've been attending. It's really an exciting time, but it, it takes a lot of work trying to memorize lines and work on things and aspects of performance I've never even had to think about before. So believe it or not, I, I would love to do weekly uploads, but... As most of you know, I usually only manage to get one out every two weeks or so. I'm afraid you'll have to forgive me on that, my friends. At least for now. After all, there are a lot of old ladies out there that need help crossing roads. Lots of people who need a big, scary man in a uniform to politely discourage them from acting a fool out in public. Anyway, I hope you're well, my friends. And I also hope you're staying away from that nasty flu that's going around. Don't forget the words I said at the beginning of this video. Until next time, friends, I'm Mr. X, and may your nights be full of dreams. By the way, I sincerely, sincerely hope that soup wasn't really made from people. Maybe it was just the spiciness of it. If you're listening to this message, today's code word is spicy. Use it in a comment below so I can see you. The comments on my videos are getting a bit hard to keep up with, to be honest, so I might eventually stick to replying to code words and make things a little bit easier for me. Love you guys. Later. Hello again, my dreamers. Mr. X Dreams here. I wanted to thank you for listening to the Mr. X Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said before, make sure you follow this podcast for countless journeys to come. Don't forget, if you can, please leave a 5-star rating and review. It'd be very much appreciated, and it certainly helps out. If you feel I deserve it, that is. Also, if you have a scary story of your own to share, reach out to me at mr.xdreams54 at gmail.com. That's mr.xdreams54 at gmail.com. 
You might even hear it on a future episode of the show. Once again, thanks for listening, my friend. I hope you're well. Enjoy your day, night, weekend, or whatever's coming next. I wish you the best in all your endeavors. Until next time, I'm Mr. X, and may your nights be full of dreams. <laughs>